Hello and welcome back to another DVD Bunker. I am your host, Brian. Uh, if you're not a familiar, what we do on this show usually is we go through my DVD collection, uh, pick out a movie I haven't watched in a long time or I think could use revisited, and kind of reassess it, see if it holds up. But we're doing something a little different this week. It's not something we haven't done before, but we're doing another top 10, and it's top 10 superhero, comic book, live action, non-MCU. Oh, man, there's a lot of qualifiers yeah, here. I, I, should, I should introduce my co-host this week, Justin Bird, good friend of the podcast. I would not have do a show about comic books without him. I think uh, I'd be pretty hurt if you did. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, who else? Who else am I going to bring on? Who has who spent more time talking comics? Reciprocal talking, not what I do to my wife, where she right, just... Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I do to my wife, too. Right, and they're good sports, you know? They, they put up with it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Agreed. that's pretty good. So like I was saying, what we're doing here is comic book movies. But because it's such a wide breadth of what's out there, totally. and uh, I, I wanted to put in some parameters, more than anything, this is to open myself up to future episodes. Mm. Like, I might want to do an animated comic book movie episode because there's some really, really amazing ones. The Death of Superman. Or, or not the Superman, I'm sorry. That one just came out. I hear it's really good. I have not seen it. I mean, The Dark Knight Returns, the actual uh, adaptation of that. Um, you know, the Justice League ones. DC, yeah, DC yeah. animated adaptation. Right, right. Well. Yeah. And same thing with like comic books that aren't superhero related like from hell or 30 days of night and there's even more there's ones that i left off my list that i was that i had a hard time with so this is kind of a looser area i guess um where i'm leaning more towards superhero adaptations rather than uh any comic book and then we also wanted to make it something that was an adaptation so we tried to cut out stuff that wasn't from a comic book right you know we don't want to have uh you know hancock i know how much you love a hancock but it's not <laughs> well, making it to this list i have yours in mine right oh now. hey now oh hey huh. no, um yeah, yeah. Well, super would make my list that's unbreakable a really good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. but anyway that's for another day that's yes. another list uh and also again same thing i wanted to not talk about the mcu because now that that's 20 movies you could do a top 10 and still only talk about half of them right and we kind of already did that didn't we right we yeah. and we did go over all but the most recent outing of uh, Thor Ragnarok right, cut off right so I think there's now there have been four so that's uh, maybe we need to do a little redux on those because some good ones have come out Black Panther Infinity yeah. War Ragnarok all but you could do a, like you said you could do a top ten of the MCU absolutely period, so, easily yeah. you could easily talk talk top 10 so with all that in mind this list is made up of live action movies not from the mcu based on comic book adaptations but mostly superhero adaptations is that seem does that seem too convoluted yeah, well, it's wait, wait, way too. I thought these were superhero only kind. We it yeah. is, it is. Okay. I just yeah. wanted to leave it open in case because I, when I started looking, there were ones that were hard for me to leave off because they really ride the line in my mind. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I can see that. so I just wanted to. I didn't want to be with all my stipulations. Yeah, I, went strict, I, went I didn't strict, want to be too strict. I strict so did I. So, Everybody okay. in mind's right. a superhero. Okay. Um, and also, as always, this is something that carries over from all my top tens. We do one per franchise. You got to make those hard choices. You cannot fill your whole top ten list with seven X Men movies, as tempting as it might be, because well, there's seven. so many good X Men movies. Right, X -Men just Origins, X Three, uh, mostly good movies. I think. I, know. <laughs> I don't know that. I actually think if you really look at it, the average on that franchise is rough. We're going to talk it's, about it. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Yeah. Um. So usually, what I do. Both the, the Fantastic Four. Oh, man. Oh, oh, shit. I gotta... Sorry, I gotta redo my list. Sorry, we're gonna take a break here while I redo my whole list. Um, so, the way we, I usually do these is, like, 
we'll start, you can do like your bottom three, 10, nine, eight, I'll do bottom three, then we'll do two, two, and then we'll alternate on the way up to number from five to one. If you, one of us mentions one first and somebody else has it later on up the list, we could do a push and just do wait to talk about it till it's higher. Is that okay? That's fine with me. It's not reasonable. Yeah. All right. I imagine there are going to be a lot of. Well, we have very taste similar tastes. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true. That's why we get along so well. I love you so much. I <laughs> All right. Anyway, so let's uh, have a little sip here. Tell me what your number ten. Number 10 is uh, 1966 Batman, starring Adam West, Burt Ward, uh, Cesar Romero, uh, just about every villain that they could have had. Um, uh, shout out, big shout out in my, from my end to Burgess Meredith, Burgess uh, Meredith big fan, yeah. big fan of that portrayal of the Penguin. Oh, yeah. um, this was actually going to be an honorable mention for my list. It didn't make my top it was 10. close, and there were some other ones that I mm. got that were really on the, uh, that were on the cusp, but I thought... With me, it came a, down to yeah. how many Batman movies out of 10 are, are going to be on my list. And unfortunately, there are three. <laughs> hey, hey, you know but, Three but solid choices, I, I'm sure. A, I've actually met the man, mm-hmm. and uh, he's he was very he was a big charmer. And B, my dad is just a huge. It's his favorite Batman, so I feel like I'd be you know remiss not to include. Absolutely, and I there. think this is one of those things too where the movie is a really good, uh, like kind of collection of what the show was. Right. So if you only it ever watch the show, right, right, and if you only ever watch the movie. That's fine. Like, yeah. if you never get around to watching every episode of the show, you could get everything you need. Right. Like, all the best jokes, all the best references really come. Right. The, sometimes I can't get like, rid of a bomb is, like, oh the legit, God. you know. Right the bus full of nuns. And... <laughs> in the baby carriage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I mean, you might miss out on what, like, uh, Vincent Price's Egghead. I think that's the only villain right. that was out of that one. But, I mean, everybody else was in it. Like, you, you point out Burgess Meredith, who, yes, one of the best incarnations of the Penguin. Um... And a lot of people revile Adam West Batman, but you gotta love it because you know what? If you read some Silver Age comics, they were just as wacky as that fucking movie. Yeah, I mean, and I think especially now with how many more iterations of Batman we've seen, right, I think it makes more sense. It's like this just is that type of Batman. Right. Like you can't look at Lego Batman and tell me it doesn't root it in the what sixty six oh, no, Batman no, no, like no, they no, wouldn't no. exist. Yes. And there are two, if you actually are a fan of this, there's two animated movies that Adam West recorded before he passed a couple years ago. I heard about those, I never got around to They're those. really good. Really They're good. It's okay. the first one especially, but the second one's good too, and they cast uh, William Shatner as Two Face in the second Ooh, one, which is good. a good like Yeah, right. Yeah. Solid. Real solid. Good casting. Voice casting at DC is usually pretty solid. But yeah, that was my number ten um, again, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. it. And this, Keep this going, is, I, I kind of, uh, <laughs> sum this up. Seven through ten were my, quote, fun movies. So sure. these are, that's what these all kind of fall under. So we're going up to eight. Go through eight. Give Go me ahead. ten, nine, eight. Uh, number nine, The Rocketeer. Ooh, Which I think one. is an underrated, uh, superhero movie. It was based on a very, you know, uh, very Directed by the same guy who did First Avenger, exactly. right? Joe Johnston mm-hmm. came on and used the same field and made that period piece. And with the right, oh yeah, Avenger, you definitely yeah. get shades of Rocketeer right. in the First I mean, Avenger. And you can't deny the cast is unbelievable mm-hmm. in that movie. Billy Campbell, Alan Arkin, Jennifer Connelly, Timothy Dalton, Paul Servino, Terry O'Quinn, who's just one of the best we, character actors of all We time. as a people need to acknowledge that we have wasted Timothy Dalton. He yes. should have been way, way more. If you watch like, Dreadful, he's Oh man, he's so good and like hot fuzz and stuff, and just like, I mean, I was never his one. At least I'm not a huge. I'm just not a huge Bond guy in general. But from what I understand, at least one of his Bond movies is actually pretty decent. I think uh, Living Daylights is pretty. And he only did two, right? So that means his average is way better than most Bonds. (laughs) Better than Pierce Brosnan, right? But um, 
Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it, I don't know about you, but this Labyrinth, I kind of liked her. This movie, I fell in love with oh, Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly. Connelly yeah. Oh my gosh, she's gorgeous. But uh, anyway, Rocketeer, very underrated superhero movie. I agree. Yeah, uh, that's a, a good one. Fun, it's cool a, period piece yeah. too. Um, you know, if you're a fan of Indiana Jones, you can definitely tie this. Right. This feels like it could exist in the Indiana Jones, <clears throat> excuse me, universe. Yeah. Well, Nazis are always a good villain. Sure. I mean, Timothy Dalton playing the Errol Flynn may have been a Nazi angle. I, you know, so there's a lot of good stuff in that one. So, and then number eight, um, Blade Two. We're going to have to push. Push. I, th okay. I thought that would be a push. Anyway, all right, go ahead. All right, all right. So coming in for me at number 10, Punisher Warzone, 2008. Okay. I can, yeah. That, and that's one of the few things we differ on comic books is that mm -hmm. you like the Punisher. I'm not, a I'm fan. not actually a huge fan of the character of the Punisher, yeah. to, be, uh, to be fair. Um, but I'm a big fan of this movie and the way they portray the Punisher. Like, they yeah. fully embrace what the Punisher is. He is an insane person who murders people. He is not... Yeah. He's not a person to really be, like, held up as a hero. He's more like a tool, you know, to be used in a, the most extreme of situations. He's the most anti-hero, anti-hero. Right, was. right. Yeah. But I love the way Lexi Alexander directs this movie. I mean, one of the first and still one of the only female uh, directors to get to do a big comic book movie like this. You. Yeah, um, I don't think she got nearly the credit. She really got into the, like, uh, she uses a, an awesome, a really cool color palette of, like, hard contrasts and bright reds and blues and like she really I, I don't know I think it looks really cool um I think the casting of Ray Stevenson is amazing comic oh, yeah. book veteran Ray Stevenson I'd say he's probably top two Punisher I mean yeah Barenthal has really good, done a good job with but, it yeah. with that version of it um but I just like, yeah. and like I said, I really like that they just went full hyper violence in this one. There's like, like the max punches, comics, really right? Exactly. Um, <laughs> Got to give a shout out to the villains in this one too. Dominic West plays Jigsaw, great looking Jigsaw, like the way yeah. he should look, as gruesome and as brutal as mm -hmm. that should look. And then um, playing his brother, Doug Hutchison, yeah. real life scumbag Doug, yeah. Doug Hutchison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're a fan of the X Files, you'd know oh, him. Yeah. Uh, from his Tombs. two two parters, Tombs. yeah, he did Tombs. One of the few episodes that ever got more than one mm -hmm. on the X Files, more than one off. Too, yeah. yeah, but yeah, real life scumbag. Um, so aside from that, uh, no, I think that's all I wanted to get into. So number nine, Constantine. Oh crap! You know what? <laughs> I that one slipped my mind. But that's that good. One, See, that's good though. That's now that good. we can talk yeah. about it anyway, because oh, yeah, I made good. it. Um, I actually just rewatched this really recently, and man, does it hold up! It's Holy crap, it's so good. And like the little nitpicks of like he's not British, he's not blonde. I don't really think it matters. If you don't, if you're a fan of the Hellblazer comic book, yes, it is not like that. Right. However, if you just view it as a, it's kind of like The Shining. It's not right. like the book, but if you view it on its own, it's actually quite enjoyable. I it's think this Constantine could be slotted into the uh, the current DCEU, and it would be amazing. Could you imagine if like, oh yeah, you could totally if you did like a cameo in the, like a post credit on a DCU movie and you found out that Constantine was in continuity know, with yeah. the DCU, well, that would be amazing. I'm sorry, it's Worlds of DC now. It's not oh. DCEU. Oh, I didn't even hear That's that. A, okay. yeah, it's... All right. Well, yeah, and I would say if you could you could do, I just read Lucifer in the in the DC comics. <laughs> Take Peter Stormare and put him into that. That's a, that's a story. That like is, I have that note written down here. <laughs> Peter Stormare, my favorite movie devil. Oh, yeah. And the fact that he calls him Lou. I yeah, love that he calls that him Lou. Um, second only maybe I mean or right on par with Al Pacino and Devil's oh, Advocate because yeah. that's just a classic both with both with Keanu Reeves <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think this one was like 
instantly underrated the minute it came out. It was. 2005, yeah. people did not want to see Keanu in a black coat anymore doing anything. They just were like, we just did but three Matrix movies. Really it wasn't, was but it didn't matter because yeah, it just enough for people to just be like, eh, hard, you know. And Rachel Weisz was, oh, I mean. I know. Yeah, yeah. Shia LaBeouf, when he, when before, he, when he was tolerable, yeah. you know, people liked him. Uh, and this was kind of, this was one of the first movies that brought Tilda Swinton onto my radar, too. Yes, and I really like her in this. Her, yes. I like her kind of, like, androgynous angel. Like, that's She's such Gabriel, a cool, right? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. That's that's a so cool a idea. I, you know, I completely slipped my mind. Well, good. I'm glad it made it on my list yeah, then. Good, so, good, good pick. But yes, Constantine. Oh, there's one thing I did want to mention. I love the bug man. The creature he fights that's made out of like a swarm oh, of yeah. bugs and snakes and good crabs. Effect. Good effect. Cool effect. And it still holds up pretty good. Yeah. Um, there's but, a lot of good things about that movie. Yeah, yeah that was absolutely. Highly underrated. Absolutely. I agree. All right. Coming at number eight. 2004. Hellboy. Not on your list. I don't Not know. on my okay. list, but uh, there, there's because yeah. you went the other way. Yeah, Do you want to wait? We can talk way. about both of them at the we same time yeah, as we move up. Was, was it was eight. That was eight. Number seven is Hellboy two. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. we're right in we're right, right in, in line right with in each there. other. And it's, let's and, talk uh, about the Hellboy franchise. Yeah. You go ahead, go first. You can go with the uh, with the first one. Um, I, when Hellboy came out, I already knew who Guillermo del Toro was. Oh, so yeah, I was like top notch this is great i wasn't as familiar with the comic i mean mm -hmm. i kind of in that th those were the days when we were still just getting used to comics coming comic book movies coming out and like really getting a lot of them so like and they're picking some obscure characters well right and, yeah. I, and i actually had time to like go out to the library and get a hellboy book and read it and stuff like that yeah. so like i got a little bit but i was excited and i just think he knocked it out of the park I love the unconventional casting of Ron Perlman of like He's casting a guy. So I mean, we know he can act, but he can act through makeup. And that was right. a big part of that one. Yeah. Um, and obviously Del Toro's whole look. Um, the reason I think that I put this one over to like what I was picking, cause I had the same thing as you, like yeah. either one of these could have been on my list. It was a tough call. It was, it was a tough, I think what me. put, I just liked the stuff um, with Hellboy kind of more dealing with his, the idea of him being a demon. I feel like that's not as much in the second one. It's like other people are kind of dealing with what he is mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. So it's, and I, so I think that's the only thing that put it me over. And I like the villain. I like Rasputin a lot. I think in two, yeah. the villain's kind of generic. He's actually, we can talk, we're going to talk about it later. He, he is the same guy, but he also feels a little bit like the same guy from Blade 2. The villain from oh, Blade yeah, he's the same actor. He's the same yeah. actor, but that, he's kind of got similar motivations and stuff, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think I just, I preferred Hellboy 2 because I thought the dynamic between Hellboy and, um, and uh, Selma Blair's character. Ah, uh, Liz Sherman. Liz sure. Sherman, thank you. That, that was, I thought it was a lot more, they progressed it along, they mm -hmm. brought it along. Um, I thought Doug Jones was unbelievable. I mean, he gets it, to take over and do the actual the voice, voice yeah. too. Yeah. It is kind of no, no, no disrespect to David Hyde Pierce, though, going no. uncredited in the and first movie and killing it. And, and if you're a <laughs> Frasier fan, I love David Hyde Pierce. Frasier's so, yeah. so great. Yeah. If you have Netflix, go watch Frasier. I'm literally dummies. watching it right now. We've, so uh, we're on season nine, and it's still pretty good. Yeah. As we're watching it falters it. a little bit in the last season, but anything that goes nine to 11 seasons always does. Yeah. Like, and it's hysterical. Anyway. Um, yeah, but I mean, how do you not love Doug Jones? I mean, he's such a great actor in, in terms of just what he does. And again, another guy who acts through makeup. And Absolutely. Um, 
like I said, it barely squeaks by on the original, uh, which is also a great story. But I felt like the fantasy story, and it was original. It wasn't even based on a comic. Yeah, you know, I do like, like I, and I, it's, I like and it, the, the, it feels bigger, too. Yeah. I like the scope the, of it. I love, just went yeah. nuts with it, and he just did whatever he wanted. I like and, the death character in that one. Yes, That's a cool, character. just a great yeah. design, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the Golden Army, cool design on those robots, too. Those automatons. I like oh, their yeah. kind of rounded little egg bodies like, and uh, stuff. McFarlane bringing him in. Yeah. As that, as that character. So, yeah, it was, um, it actually, the, the thing that bums me out the most about the Hellboy franchise is that we're not getting any more with, with the Pearl. Yeah. So, I, mean, I mean, it sounds like what they're doing might be cool. And I mean, I'm all for letting them do yeah. like new versions because obviously that's what we're doing, especially with comic book movies. But I'm with you where it's like, I really would have liked the end of that trilogy. Yeah. And especially now, can you imagine going a different way and be like no Guillermo del Toro we're not gonna do a third Hellboy he's like okay and then the next movie he makes wins best picture like oh <laughs> with Doug Jones yeah yeah Bert. that's that's uh that's right yeah that's, <laughs> that one's gotta hurt a little bit that's a sour one to swallow <laughs> on that one so um, so that was your seven so give me number six seven. number six is uh the, now we're getting into what I consider the films that redefined a lot of the genre alright uh Batman 1989 I have that on my list I'm too so let's that, push that, that but it might be the one. same same spot. I might have it at six you just, also. You just did uh, Hellboy at eight, right? I did Hellboy at eight, so we're at seven. Seven, so we're All right. seven. My seven is Watchmen. Yeah, I'm not as high on Watchmen as you are, so mm, go ahead. Yeah, okay, I thought so. So, I think this is a really ambitious movie. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's maybe Zack Snyder's second best movie after the Dawn of the Dead remake. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, which is, I think, yeah. Zack Snyder's best work is I'll, a remake of someone else's, but it's a good remake. I <laughs> <laughs> fly like the Owls of Gahul. <laughs> um, no, so um, I think The Watchmen is. It, it's. Everything that's great about The Watchmen is basically because of what Zack Snyder does best, which is like recreate visually on the screen He's what he sees. Effects. Exactly. Right. And like. Not just visual, not just the effects and the look, but oh, actually yeah, like yeah. the panels, like putting what you saw in the book on right. screen in a way that somehow makes you feel, even though it's a real thing, it conveys that. Like, yeah, and I will say this: I will give I will give Zack Snyder credit on this, and the and the screenwriters and everyone worked on that movie. It is probably the closest you can get to a Watchmen adaptation in a feature film, right? In two and a half doing, hours, three under three hours, and they are HBO is doing a show yeah. now that's coming. Um, I'm not sure if I'll ever see that. I just don't have time for prestige TV, uh, man. There's so much. Yeah, There's yeah. so much. But it's it's just I, <laughs> Watchmen is probably one of my all time favorite comic books, and mm -hmm. it just it. And I know I just said this about Constantine, but I just could not get myself over the hump on it. Yeah. And I didn't think it was bad, but I yeah, I don't think it would have cracked my top ten. No, no, and I and I think that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, I think the one thing I want to address is the change they did to the ending, mm -hmm. and how I think it was a smart idea actually to like better tie the big climax of the movie to a character in the movie and like that was, it gave that I thought that was an ingenious way to do that without right. getting into the whole alien thing. right and the alien yeah. thing is just kind of a one off it's just a thing that happens like a natural disaster and right. this way it actually now they have like it has a tie to Manhattan which gives him more more to do and more mm -hmm. like a more thoughtful perspective on it and also like the world and what they have to deal with and yeah. what that means for superheroes so actually even though 
that was much derided. The more I've thought about it over the years, and the more I've gone back on it, I was like, I think that was a really smart no, idea. I, like, even as I watched the movie, I thought that is a smart way to do this mm-hmm. because they there was no way they could fit everything. Right, else you can't in. also yeah. have them plan yeah. um, the the casting Genetics and everything. Yeah, I would say uh, one of the things I think the casting in the movie is only okay. There's some amazing Jackie casting. Earl Haley is great. I was gonna say Jackie Earl Haley, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is yes, amazing, also very good, and I, I think Patrick Wilson's really good too Patrick actually also very good. but all a lot of the other roles are okay yeah, at bit. best you know like they could have done a little better uh casting ozymandias i think yeah i I'm and not that i just li- i don't dislike malin ackerman but i would have liked to seen somebody who was just a little bit better like yeah. a little bit better and you know more on her but yeah it, it wasn't terrible but yeah I, I would agree jackie earl haley nailed uh the rorschach character mm. I mean, his voiceovers and everything, he was, he, it was like he jumped off the page. But yeah, I would agree with that, absolutely, yeah. And so now we're going to go into how two lifelong friends who grew up with Batman 89 both put it at number six on yes. their list at the same time. What yeah. a couple of, what a couple of, a couple of buddies we are. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a shock we did that. Yeah. Uh. I like that it came in on the same, at the same level, though. That's, That's pretty funny. funny. I was going to say, I was wondering how many of these were going to be pushes. I'm surprised we've only had two so far, so yeah. Um... So bad. I mean, well, I guess yeah. Hellboy is kind of a push. Anyway, a little bit, but still, yes, you said it. Era defining. Oh yeah. Batman 1989 is like. I mean, it changed the whole game because I didn't grow up. Like my parents didn't really expose me much to superhero stuff, Mm-mm. so I kind of discovered it. I mean, about, dad, and about my, this time, my dad you know, a Silver Age comic book fan, right. Superman, Batman. Did you yeah. watch like the 70s Superman? Uh. Not in the theater. Well, obviously. Well, right. Well, I mean, like, was that something that was okay? See, like, I didn't really, I didn't really grow up with it. Oh, okay, that's fair. But um, yeah, when that movie came out, I mean, it's just funny because you know you hear those those shades every time, and of course the internet make everything louder now. But um, you know, everyone flipped out when uh, Burton cast Keaton in that role, and he ended up being one of the best Batman we've ever had. To the point where they're still talking now with the way DC is doing their movies and where there might be multiple continuities, people are, like, calling for that to come back. Like, make Keaton old Bruce Wayne and do a Batman Beyond like movie. Two, we'll like do a the, Batman yeah. Beyond oh, movie yeah, that's great. and have him be idea. older Batman in that. So, like, that. that's how good the character was. And you can't, I mean, again, you can't talk about this movie without talking about Nicholson. Nicholson's performance is fantastic. I mean, and really, yeah. this was a career definer for three people because it's a Burton. I mean, he had been doing fine. Like, Beetlejuice was, Beetlejuice, was like, yeah. kind of a cult hit, but still, Pee-wee, it got it. Yeah. Pee-wee. But this movie is, I would say that the first 89 Batman is like Tim Burton's version of a Batman movie. And then Batman Returns is like taking Batman and dropping him into a Tim Burton movie. Where like, that's not that where point. Batman belongs. Yeah, like, yeah, it was, that one got really weird, yeah. But I would say, I mean, he took what was great about um, other, like, re- redefining comics that Batman was in, uh, like Dark Knight Returns, and used it, and, and successfully, because up until then, Adam West in that Silver Age goofiness was the face of Batman to the public. And he took that and made him dark again. Now, I would argue probably a little too dark with some of the things he did, but I would, I, I mean, it was great. And well, like, we're off the back of Dark Knight, you know, yeah. Dark Knight Returns, and, so uh, that's... And I would argue the best thing this movie did was uh, lead everyone into the Batman animated series, which, of course, gave us yeah. 
what would have made my top ten if this included animated would have been Mask of the Fantastic. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. And like, I, I was gonna ask about Best Joker because you know we're talking comics, and but then it's like we all know it's Mark Hamill. Why even? Why even talk? We don't need to rehash that joke. Best Batman. We all know it's Kevin Conroy. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. And even had they had the balls to cast him at the time in his prime, he could have totally played it. Kevin Conroy was like tall, big, you he know, square jawed. Yeah. He could have packed on he like twenty just, pounds. He'd have been good to go. But I'm not. But Keaton. Keaton was one of the few in that original quadrology mm-hmm. that really um, played Bruce Wayne and Batman well. He played them as two different characters. Man, you want to get nuts? Let's get Come nuts. on. Let's get and nuts. And you know what else it gave us? It gave us Birdman, which yeah. is a fantastic movie. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's that's a really, I really love that one. Anyway, so yes, number six. Way to go. Yeah. Nice. So uh, we'll just alternate back and forth up the up the All ladder right. now. So All go right. and give me your number five. Number five. I actually gave this one out to the only uh, DC extended universe movie mm-hmm. I enjoyed thoroughly, which was Wonder Woman. Oh. Um, I'm going to disclaimer i'm gonna do a little bit of a spoiler no dc movie no DC movies DC made it no. to my now I mean, we're getting in the top five so i would I'm sorry. say despite its flaws um i, I you can't really deny its impact I mean, no absolutely you, you pointed out lack of female directors this one had a female director mm-hmm. um gal gadot gal gadot gal gadot i don't know i think it's gadot is it gadot i okay. think so i thought she was unbelievably perfect she, I mean, was, she was great she was really great she was the only i think it's redeeming part about batman for me Superman. it's two-thirds of a really decent movie and then yeah. it really kind of falls apart in the third act it which does. can be said about a lot of comic book like movies said, too it's not just this one it, it's one of those movies that um i thought the, the cast and i and it was the only one of this that franchise that i felt was fun i i would say justice league felt fun to me to an extent this when henry cavill finally started playing Superman right but I, I, I just there was a lot of nice little humor despite it being terrible one of the worst wars we've ever had right right but, um, um, and I, I cannot you cannot deny that when you probably first saw that No Man's Land scene you got oh, chills like genuine absolutely. chills down your spine absolutely no I think the stuff on Themyscira is really great yeah Um, and I like I said her portrayal of the character is Robin awesome Wright, Con- um, Connie Nielsen yeah both, both great performances yeah the No Man's Land stuff is really really good um, yeah, it's not, I, I didn't, I definitely don't want to give the impression I didn't like it, yeah. for sure. Um, and when you're talking about sure. fun, on rewatch, it holds up way better than Justice League. Justice oh, yeah. League, like, the, the more you watch Justice League, the less you'll like it, because you just can't help but see all the stuff that's, like, wrong in it, kind of, and right. you're just like, yeah, and like, yeah. and, and because it's like, put together from two movies kind of you can feel those yeah. those tonal shifts don't don't mesh at all and no, you're just like something no. keeps throwing me off my game so wonder woman definitely if one movie from the dc universe was going to make it to my list it would have been wonder woman yeah, for yeah, sure yeah although in retrospect man still not so bad it's not terrible i just <laughs> man it's just moody i don't yeah. want to watch bat superman you know i want to watch superman yeah you know? i hear you but that's yeah. fine um so it actually made my top 10 uh like I said, I, I think just the impact of it, and um, I love I love my superheroes as super good guys, and she was yeah. really just really great in that. Yeah, just, it was surprising. It was actually also very surprising considering what we've been given. Right, it, it was point. up against a wall too. Yeah, yeah. really, like it was, it had a, a big hill to climb, even more so than yeah. just yeah. just being a female superhero movie with a female director. It had the extra hump of like not the strongest lead in you yeah, know no it didn't have i mean you had three movies that came before it that all were like not 
great. Right, yeah. right. That all had like a mixed at best. I mean, it was okay, and then it went Batman vs. Superman was kind of, and then Suicide Squad was like, oh my god, what the hell is going on? What is happening with this world? I gotta give it credit for actually, you know, bringing it right back up again. But anyway, so yeah, I was, I enjoyed it a lot. We're just a couple of Marvel fanboy cucks. Yeah, that's what I am. I grew up as a huge DC nerd. No, that's the internet has decided. If you don't like it. If I don't like the DC, that's right. Then, oh, that's you're problem. not a re- you're not a true fan, yeah, Justin. Well, wait until you see my top three. So, <laughs> so suck on that. Suck on that. Uh, so number five for me, Spider Man Two. Uh, Sam Raimi, Spider Man Two. I don't have Spider Man Two. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Um, how how far up the list? You got to win some ways. Four. <laughs> number four. We'll just do this again. We'll do it again. That's great. All right. Yeah, Spider Man. Uh, so you had Spider-Man. Let's. I'll, no, I'll Spider-Man. Three, Spider-Man you had Spider-Man three. It's your favorite movie. <laughs> Hot take. I love. I loved. Uh, I loved Topher Grace's Venom. I actually. This was another <laughs> one that was a coin flip for me. I could have very easily had Spider-Man, and had I picked Spider-Man, it would probably still be at number four. It'd be or five. It'd be like right in the same spot. Agreed. Um, the stuff that I like is not having to deal with the origin again. You know what I mean? That's a big part for me. Right, but this was the first time they actually put the That's origin fair. That's on. fair. And it's really good. Oh, man, is that yeah. Cliff Robertson origin good? Holy yeah. crap, that'll bring you to tears. It is, it is um, good, and uh, and it just unfortunately got rehashed by every single Spider-Man. Well, outside of Homecoming, I guess. They, they just rehashed again in The Amazing Spider-Man. Like, do we really need to see this again? I, mean, I also think uh, part of what pushes two over is Alfred Molina for me. As much as I like Defoe, I feel I like... I would say Defoe pushes it over. You, you like, you like yeah, I, I He's think, a little too cheesy for me. Like, I like... I like that. Uh, yeah. It feels like a comic book. He feels... Oh, yeah. definitely the whole... It's funny when you go back and these these almost have the same camp feel like they're bordering on feeling like the Adam West Batman. Oh, they're very yeah. they're very bright. Like yeah. the way they look is very like kind of artificial Agreed. and stuff. Um not in a bad way, but I just I feel like you're right in that he captures that comic book feel better. Raimi right. does when he's overall. To yeah. in the mirror and I, yeah, I loved it, and I mean, not and not to talk down Spider-Man too. I just I think I preferred the original a little bit better. Like I said, three was deplorable, so there's no way you can get that. <laughs> on there. Um, and I, like I said, you got real. You get, like you said, you got people really excited for what these movies can look like, feature you know, like with the effects oh, yeah. and everything. And like I said, uh, Willem Dafoe, man, I wish that that one of you don't kill off the Green Goblin, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know it. I mean, I guess they brought him back because he was in James Franco's head all yeah. the time. Uh, yeah, well, that didn't lead anywhere. Uh, did not. It did not. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Spider-Man 2, I love, Alfred Molina, you're right, was great. Yeah, I'm just a big um, fan. I think uh, that train action sequence is really incredible. I think it still yeah. holds up, despite, like, kind of some wonky CGI in there. I think it's yeah, still really I, great. I think there's some, uh, I don't know, there, there was just... I like the struggle that he's having in that one with his powers and stuff, and, like, yeah. kind of the, that and really... you know what, the, my only problem with that was that it reminded me too much of Superman 2. So yeah, was, that's true, you know, that's true, but again, yeah. I didn't grow up with Superman 2. I know you didn't. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not arguing Spider- You Spider-Man. are. Now, that's it. Which one's better definitively? <laughs> We're going to have that debate right. right now. All right. I think it's clear that there are two good Spider-Man movies. Yes. Actually, there's three now. Well, there's three now, yeah, and probably more on the horizon. Do you think Tom Holland is going to turn out to be a better overall Spider-Man than Tobey Maguire was? <laughs> I would probably. You think so? Do, yes, yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, I between, he's been in three movies already, so he's already played Spider-Man right. as many times. Not as much screen time, but in as many films. I don't think it's anything on Maguire. I think it's more so on Holland's 
writers and directors. Well, and I also yeah. think too that filmmaking, comic book, even comic book movies have advanced so much as far as like the way they present them and the way the structure goes right. and stuff. Like, uh, we're going to get into my number four here, which is in the X-Men franchise. And there's ones there that ended up not making the cut because of their older feel and their pacing and things like that. Yeah, so, yeah I can see that. Uh, so I tip my hat number four. <laughs> All right, what, what do you got? X-Men Days of Future Past. Ooh, okay. All right, I do not have that one. That is my... That is... I. You know, I, I struggled... Call. I, I call struggled because X-Men 2... <laughs> This was a hard one because X-Men 2 is, for a long time, was what I considered to be the best comic book movie. Um, and it's still a really great movie, and it's got a really great story, and it's got a really incredible opening. But yeah. for me, the they've just learned to pace a superhero movie better, and X2 is missing like an action beat in the middle. It, it does get a little slow. It, it gets bogged, bogged down, down a little bit. on the run. It, yeah, yeah. And I think Days of Future Past... It's got a great setting. The 70s setting is great. I think it makes the best use of the time period. Like, I like that First Class is set in the 60s, but aside from using the plot device of Cuban Missile Crisis, it doesn't have to feel that much no, like the 60s. No. And then apo- we're not even gonna, uh, Apocalypse is garbage. And yeah. it being set in the 80s is meaningless. Yeah. So <laughs> this one definitely makes the best use of it. I love uh, Peter Dinklage and the Sentinel program. His, you know, I love it the was, Sentinels. It was, it was, it was pretty mind-blowing. And it, again, you're talking about a movie that's based on a comic that really didn't have too much to do with the actual comic book. Right. But it took the spirit of that comic book and truly... Kind of distilled it into a way that you could, like, and get... And they adapted it yeah. for... Because obviously you can't do it the same way with um, with the, X, the X-Men the X cinematic universe because it just wasn't it wouldn't work with what they had built. But they took that and used what they had and used everything else. And, yeah, I would... I. This is probably my my second favorite mm-hmm. X Men movie. I like it's the a, way it's a, it's a tight it's a tight race. Though. I mean, it, we're talking like I feel like they were real ambitious yeah. in the way they were trying to bring mm-hmm. the kind of they had rebooted, and then they're like, "But wait, we do want to. We still like what we had before, and that's something that we're seeing more of now, where franchises are just like ignoring the bad ones and just making sequels yeah. to the good well, ones I mean, and stuff." Know, Brian, and it's Brian like Singer did did what uh, no one really can do. He made Brett Ratner go away. So, right you know, good, <laughs> there you good go, for you man. Well done. And then you screwed it up. But... Well, and now you can go away. So. Yeah, you, can go away. <laughs> you can bring someone else in to do it right. Um. Yeah, I, uh, but I just, I really like it. I, I really like the future X-Men. I like getting to see the glimpse of the kind of a days of future past with the dystopian mutant future. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, a lot of the picks they made were real done really well. Sunfire and Bishop. I thought what um, they did with Bishop was a neat idea. Yeah. Nod to the time travel thing. I thought mm-hmm. how they use Shadowcat. And, you know, she wasn't the one traveling, but she was right. the, the... And that's what I was going to yeah. say, too. It does fall into the tropes of, like, focusing on Wolverine, rehashing but the Professor wasn't... X and Magneto thing a little yeah. bit. You did get to see the big, the kind of Magneto turn, you know? Like, yeah. well, again, you know, for... Yeah. What, is he good? Is see, he bad? You got to see <laughs> Ian McKellen's Magneto, like, redeem himself for, you know... Right. Uh, Michael Fassbender's Magneto, what he was doing. Um, and, yeah, it, it was Wolverine-centric, but it as it probably of the X movies, it felt the least Wolverine-y. Yeah, I would agree so, with that. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. It also heavily features Beast, which I like. Yes, yes. And gotta shout out that Quicksilver scene with the Jim oh, Croce yeah, time, time in a bottle. bottle. That's yeah. such a great moment. Uh, uh, again, they tried to just rehash it in Apocalypse. See, now you're making me wonder stupid. if I, I made the wrong call. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's go on to your number three. Number three. So this was the squeaker. This um, 
in the X franchise, and like you like you pointed out, they're about they're batting about five hundred. Um, but it was it was tight, and it was X two, Days of Future Past, and Logan. Oh, Logan, yeah. And as much as I'm not even a Wolverine fan. I, I'm a sucker for westerns. It's a really talk about good Wolverine. movie. Yeah. Is the thing like and this is it's kind of like where the we get into the like the top three here. This is where I'm talking Oscar worthy type of yeah. movies. Yeah, it's just, it's a good one. I mean, I wouldn't give Logan an Oscar, but well, no. I wouldn't be mad if it got nominated for an Oscar. That's what I'm you know saying. what I mean? That's, I'd say I get worthy. that. I'm not saying sure, it's sure, not, sure. It's, it's got to be. You know, it's a really solid movie. I get I get hung up when people are like, movies like this in the Dark Knight. They're like, that's the best comic book movie. It's like, but it's the least like a comic book which yeah. again disqualifies it for me from being the best comic and book again, movie and i think that <laughs> my top three are the you know are three that don't really feel too much like a comic book movie all the time but um you know throwing in the the references to the comics yeah. i would say this was this was patrick Stewart's best performance out, yeah. of, out of the movies i agree that they've had I, I loved how they utilized him, and yeah, Days of Future. It, like I said, it, I, I'm just—I grew up, you know, I grew up with westerns. My dad's yeah. a huge western fan. That's John another Wayne, thing. I Jimmy wish Stewart, they wouldn't Adi have. Murphy. The only thing is, I wish they wouldn't have shown the Shane quote and then had her do the Shane quote. They should have showed him watching Shane, yeah, but not, but cut the part where Shane actually says it and then have her say it at the end. It just would have been more resonant for me because yeah, it feels I like I was like, yeah, but. You showed me the more emotional scene already. <laughs> you can't then hang your fucking hat on what they did. You cannot get me like that. Well, and I, 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 it was I, more emotional for me when she turned the cross to an X. That did me. That's yeah. where I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it just it. I'm not a Wolverine fan, but this mm. one actually made me like Wolverine. Yeah, like and it's kind of the way I feel about the first Deadpool movie. Yeah, I'm not a thing. huge fan of that character, but they did it in a way that was like just enough to make it enjoyable but not be too much and put me off you yeah know? so yeah that one that it, like i said it was a tight race and like days of future bass could have just as easily made mm -hmm. and like i think and, we both mentioned x2 is still a really solid movie yeah. i just think it suffers from coming from a time where they were finding their footing all three of these would have been sure, on top sure of yeah it's clear both of us would have filled up our because like we'd have both had both hellboys we'd both had two spider-man movies <laughs> we'd have both had at least two or three x-men movies top 20, it's yeah. it's why i do the one per franchise rule it's about diversity justice yes, yes and that's what we need more of in this society that's right. So my number three, I know it's way up the list here, but this is our push from earlier, Blade 2. Oh. I oh, wow. fucking love that. Blade 2. Yes. And I, <laughs> oh, let me go back. That was like, what, for me? Eight, yes, eight <laughs> or nine. But that's fair. I get that. This yeah. was my introduction to Guillermo. That, like, that's not fair. I had seen Mimic, but I didn't know yeah. who the director of Mimic was when I saw Mimic. You know what I mean? No. I wasn't tracking directors at that stage. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Well, and it's funny because everyone made such a big fuss about Black Panther. I was like, did we forget about Blade yeah. in the 90s? I mean, come on. I, he was he was a black superhero. Right, right. I'm not downgrading Black Panther's greatness, but yeah. Fine, guess, let's get yeah. into it. What about White Panther? Just... <laughs> yes, that's what we need. We need, we need white power. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's uh, terrible. <laughs> I mean that joke one time actually. <laughs> you don't even think about it. It's like you know? my son was watching Power Rangers and I'm yeah. like, the white Power Ranger. Oh. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. That's not good. The tiger, white yeah. tiger like, ranger. Was, sweet Christmas. I was like, oh, sweet Christmas. Like, yeah, hey, you're like the white Luke Cage. I'm like, yeah, I'm like the white Power Man. Oh, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> white Power Man is a whole different <laughs> no, thing. Uh, anyway, yeah, Blade 2. Blade would cut the head off of White Power Man. <laughs> 
got the blood eye going. That's right. That's right. Um, no, I think Blade is like a fine introduction movie. It's okay. It's like a good action it's movie. Good, but yeah, Blade Two really. Blade cool. Two is really cool. I love the like two different kinds of. I love the blood pack, and yeah. that's one of my favorite tropes from comic books when they make it into a movie where you have a group and every group is like really individualistic. They have a really stylistic oh, yeah, choice yeah. and they have a real, like everybody's got a specialty. Also American first American work of Donnie Yen. Oh yes. Absolutely. Snowman. He, yeah. I don't think he has any actual lines. Does he speak? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. But I'll tell you another thing that makes this movie kick so much ass. The action in it is unreal. It's, oh yeah, it, it really took what was four, in the first one. Yeah. Four different stunt choreographers, including Donnie Yen and Wesley Snipes himself. Every, oh, really? I didn't know that. Every fight sequence, every fight in the movie is choreographed in like a different style, so they all feel fresh and different. Even up to the last one where they're doing like pro wrestling shit and like slamming each other and yeah. dropping elbows and crazy nonsense. It's so good. <laughs> yes, yes, I would, I agree. I think it's uh. It's it it took what they did with Blade One and yeah it's like they got more of a budget obviously and it was yeah it was great and the Pearl again and yeah Ron Perlman I mean Guillermo del Toro is always going to give you some Ron Perlman yeah. in his movies although he didn't make it to Shape of Water where was Ron Perlman in Shape of Water he was, uh, he was in the background he was Fishman's dad yes. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame anyway but yeah I just this is a That's high fair, point man. of the franchise for me this is, this I know is, it's high on my list this is but, our top 10 this doesn't have well this is a personal top 10 movie. and there's yeah. always if you've gone you know anybody who's big fans of this show there's tons of them people are tuning in every week they've gone back they've watched my top 10 horror my top 10 action and always in the top 5 there's a weirdo pick yeah, you know at yeah. least one sometimes more than one I'm surprised this one got as high as it did for you but it, you know it's, it's like, you know I'll tell you what it's yeah. something I hadn't thought about in a while. Like, I just, it's kind of always been the back of my mind, especially with, like, Wesley Snipes still kind of lobbying to kind of weave Blade into the new friend. Hey, I'll tell you what. Supposedly they're doing a Morbius movie. In the third Blade movie, Blade supposedly kind of cures all vampires. Right. So he goes underground. He's in retirement. Yeah. Morbius gets created. A new breed of vampire kind of springs from that, like I an think epidemic. That's a great idea. And Blade, Blade was, has to come out of retirement. Blade was pretty concentrated to a pretty right, minor a small thing, so exactly. And then you can weave and him Wesley in. Snipes looks great. And so, then yeah. it's <laughs> like if Morbius and Blade and this Venom universe is any good, then you can use Spider-Man to tie it into the main MCU if you want to. Yeah. But if it sucks, you can just leave it as yeah, its own no, thing. It's, 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 that's, that's, that's a spin-off universe. Don't worry about that. That's a pocket reality there. Two two five six. Oh, we're doing an Elseworld here. Uh, oh, so, uh, hashtag uh, DC, uh, DCU, <laughs> Worlds of DC. Oh boy. Um. So number two, what's your number two? Number two, and I know this one's probably not gonna be on your list, but I love it. Superman the movie. See, I just again didn't grow up with it. That's fair. So it's just that it didn't have and the rest. And when I saw it as an adult, it. It didn't resonate with me, and then the ending always kills me because I'm like, that's not how science works, Superman! <laughs> well, and, and you know, I, I always say, you know, everyone always brings up the time travel thing, and like, the thing is, is that you have to remember the Silver Age wackiness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in the Silver Age, Superman actually could travel back in time under his own power because he was that and that's fine, and that, like I said, I get it. And I then, feel like the, the Earth spinning was just a, a representation of what that was going on, but yeah, I, I understand And then that. they did the Donner cut of two, and they put the same ending on that? I was like, well, what are you even doing and now? See, and, that's, and, that's, and I was <laughs> gonna say superman 2 probably would have been my favorite my favorite superman movie 
had Donner been able to do what he wanted to do. Right. And that original ending was not going to be the ending of the No, no, one. yeah, yeah. And it was going to be the only of because, the second I mean, one, right? Because him. he was making those two together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you don't, it was going to be, yeah, it was like any, any like what they're doing nowadays. Which is crazy revolutionary at the time. They didn't right. want to do it. That way, nobody was doing well, anything I mean, like if, that. I mean, if you don't love Terrence Stamp as General Zod, there's something yeah. wrong with you. But I mean, the cast was really great. Like I said, the only downside is a little dated. Um, but I do agree that like I can see much like the first Raimi Spider-Man had an effect on me, even yeah. though I chose two for my list. I'm second, yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, I can see where this would affect <laughs> really everybody's like, all you did was make me second guess my list. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe Logan wasn't the best. Guess <laughs> I don't know. Don't worry, we have a game for that at the very end here. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> I didn't play a game. So, um, yeah, I just I can see where it would resonate with people, but it just wasn't something I grew up with. So like, yeah. The Batman 89 is my version of this. And then yeah, later, and then that. again, I had another when Super, the first Spider-Man came yeah. out, kind of. And I, but, I mean, it did define the modern super superhero genre. I mean, before that, you had, you know, George Reeves flying around. Yeah. And uh, you had the, you know, the Batman serials and everything else. So, I mean, it really kind of set that. And I would argue Christopher Reeve, one of the best live-action Supermen. He was really good. the best. He looked like he stepped off the comic book. Page. Yeah, he looked agreed. exactly like he did. He looked like Kurt Swan drew him and mm-hmm. created him from life. You know, well, and, and he had that that kind of like fifties and sixties feel of the actual legit strongman who's not d- bulging with muscles. He's just a big dude. Yeah, the big square chest and like yeah, he kind of embodied that. Pretty thin dude. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's real tall and gonna, but like, yeah, he's bulked up in that. But like I said, he's not. Now they all look like bodybuilders. Everybody looks like Arnold now. Yes. You know, yeah. yeah <laughs> Everything's yeah. all about. He just looked like a big ass guy. <laughs> like, and I would say his Clark Kent sells it. Yeah, you great. Can see, you watch that movie and you understand why no one defeated because he he was so sheepish and weird and uptight. I mean, he was like Cary Grant and bringing a baby. I mean, he was it was just. I love his performance. It's a great movie. Again, I think two would have been great if not if if Donner had had his vision. You know, seen through. I think two would have been the best, but and then of course, then we got three and four, which are arguably some. I mean, four. well, they taught us a lesson, much like the Jaws sequels. Yes. They taught us a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> you learn that, like maybe after two, just walk yeah. away, like... or, or maybe just uh, you know, if you don't have the budget, just don't make it. Just don't yeah. maybe don't make I it. Mean, I, I actually read some. And yeah, you can't take anything away from Gene Hackman too. That's a oh, great Hackman's performance. That's such great. a good performance. And if, if you think about what Lex Luthor was back then, that's what he was mm-hmm. like. Um. You know, I loved, I loved the, uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, these uh, these movies are so kind of like influential that they literally tried to make a sequel to them in two thousand five yeah. in a Superman and that I, I I actually think is a pretty decent Superman movie. I go to argue, I have argued the merits of Superman Returns. Yeah, and I consider that to be part of the same franchise. Absolutely, yeah. 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 So I it's kind of like we talked about before what they're doing now, where they just ignore the ones they don't care about. Right. Yeah. And, and, just and, move I, and on. I, but yeah, I just uh, it's it's got the nostalgia factor, and I just it's it's a fun superhero movie out side of Marvel Kidder's little poem thing. That was weird. But otherwise, it was, it was, I really enjoyed it. Pulitzer Prize winner Lois Lane's got a poem for us. Let's check Let's this just out. Let's fast forward through that part. <laughs> Let's get to Lex Luthor doing something back. All right, that's good. That's fine. All right, so my number two, mm. Batman Begins. I do not have that movie. Okay, all right, all right. I was wondering where you would land on this franchise, and here's where it's I'm at with up. it. It's, it's oh, yeah. so good. Here's my thing. I think Batman Begins is the closest we've ever come to comic accurate Batman on the on the mo- in a movie. I'll give you that. I think it might not be the best film 
of that trilogy, mm-hmm. but the way they show the like the creation of that character, the way they build, much like the first Avenger, how I think like yeah. the part with skinny Steve Rogers has to work for the rest of the movie to work and for that character to have how it's gone on so well to work. Batman Begins does that for Bruce Wayne. Yeah. We really get that. The scene where he goes to confront Falcone is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the whole, the casting of it's really great in kind of a like, under the radar kind of way same thing with the villains they chose they're like they chose villains who would not detract from this being an actual batman story there had never been a batman movie that wasn't about the villains this was the first batman movie that was about batman oh yeah it was 100 percent a batman movie i think up until this point i mean if you think about before the burton and schumacher ones i think most of those the villains got top villains absolutely they're almost all yeah it was and and when you look at the stories of the movies batman is the b plot yeah main plot is always about introducing the villain right. and giving the pathos to the villain batman begins no gave us fair. a real yeah whew. <laughs> whew. thankfully we got a redo on two-face because oh man that one hurts that one hurts to even think about uh, but anyway um it's bad that bull from night court was better everything there is no better batman i don't even think there's batman comics that are better than batman the animated series <laughs> that's how good the animated series is that. let's do, do like, a let's do a new podcast where we just watch every episode do a show for every episode that's already i guarantee you that's already a that's thing. already been done but we, we would do it for that and then move on to superman batman oh we do the whole yes yeah, we'll just yeah. do the whole bruce tim because they're all great they so, really yeah. are Sorry, not not. No, no. Let's go back and real quick talk about Batman because I was talking about the I like the the choice of villains, but also the casting. Uh, Killian mm-hmm. Murphy's really great. I love the bait and switch by using a really pretty well known actor in Ken Watanabe to play Ra's al Ghul. That was a good to twist. really hide the twist from you and really because like. I actually fell for. If it, it had been a nobody. You'd yeah. have been like, eh, this is a you know, Bane switch. It's yeah. going to end up being him. But because they use an actual, right. Samurai, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And that was such a good, that was, that was a, a great casting choice. And also I missed the way that Gotham city looks like Gotham city in this one. In the sequels, it just feels like Pittsburgh. It doesn't yeah. feel like Gotham anymore. Like this one felt like a comic book city. That's not a huge detraction, but it is a thing that way. It, it kind of goes to the whole like why I feel this is a legit comic book movie. Right. Whereas you- I think, much like Logan and some of the later the sequel here, it feels more like a great movie that also happens to feature characters from a comic book. I agree. That's, that's so. That's I, just I, where I was that's, at with that's it. A fair criticism. I understand that. Um. So. I'm trying to think of anything else. Are we going to... I didn't... We already talked about my one honorable mention, so I don't have much else before we get into our number one, unless there's any that you want to... No, I mean, we can we can talk more about any other like honorable mentions later, but I'm, I'm actually interested to hear your number one. No, no, we'll... you have to go. You're I, number one first. I understand that. I'm just saying I'm interested to hear it. You're uh, number one. I'm, I'm, you're number two. <laughs> That's duty. <laughs> Yes, we're children. Um, so my number one is the obvious, is pretty obvious now. It's uh, it's and, and such an easy, like... And I can tell you right now... It's so... It's a great... Like, you can't... I there's no way you can argue it. I wrote, be, I wrote Best of Knowns Trilogy, Ekes Out Begins Barely. So yeah. that, that just shows you where I'm at. And like I think it's more... It's such a personal thing that pushes Begins. Like I said, I, I, don't, remember, I can't say Begins is a better movie than right. Dark Knight. Dark Knight is a clearly remember, a better movie. I remember <laughs> I was I was driving back from Las Vegas. I was at a TDY in the Air Force, 
and I just watched Batman Begins. I was driving back, and I got a phone call from you, and it was you calling to ask if I'd seen Batman Begins yet to talk about how great it was. And I thought, oh, well, I'll call him when I get back. That's right. the one thing I didn't say when I was talking about Begins a minute ago is it had such a hill to climb to. Yes, it did. Like, Schumacher had really put a bullet oh, in the God. franchise. He and dropped it, a nuclear bomb. People did it. not want more Batman. And I remember no. being excited for when I saw the trailer for Batman Begins and people just being like, why are you excited for that? Because it was like it when, it was like like when Rise of the Planet of the Apes was coming out and I was like the only person I knew who cared. <laughs> it's like, you'll see, this will be a great this trilogy. Great. Um, yeah, you mentioned... You know, Dark Knight, it does feel like a different movie, which, you know, you could, you know, it's kind of like The Winter Soldier. It doesn't feel like a comic book movie, mm-hmm. but it's set in a comic book universe. Um, Ledger's Joker, I mean, you can, what else can you say about that? That's, I mean, again, talk about a hill to climb. Yeah. He had one of the most iconic performances in a comic movie, and in a movie. Right. Like, Campbell, right? <laughs> <laughs> we are clearly on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean it's it, it was uh, one of those things. I remember when they casted him, everyone flipped out like they usually do. And I remember th- saying the same thing what you said about Begins. Begins was a, such a well casted movie. Yeah. I refuse to believe they casted Heath Ledger stupidly. There's right, no reason they did. Well, and the actors they got for Begins, like Morgan Freeman and um, uh, Michael Caine, Gordon clearly Gordon. trusted Nolan. Yeah, you know what I mean. We're clearly like not yeah. people you would usually see in a comic book movie at that time. Now it's a thing. Now big actors get cast in comic book movies all the time. Oh, Robert yeah. Redford and Glenn Close and whatever the fuck. Yeah. But then, this is 2005, and it was a franchise that was dead in the water. That was like a death knell. Yeah, it was a I fucking mean, killer, did, I, career I, I, killer. I think, uh, I think uh, uh, Batman and Robin came out in like 98 or something. So yeah. this yeah. was a big risk. This was only like six or seven years later. Right. To, like, yeah, to reboot it this soon. To reboot a movie after, uh, a franchise after uh, a character. You know, <laughs> Nowadays, we're used to like three or four years. They'll just reboot your franchise off yeah, of, you know, yeah. whatever. What, you had one bad movie? Nope, sorry. You don't get yeah. another chance. You're done. <laughs> But anyway, so that was my number one. Uh, like I said, it's 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 a matter of taste, and the two page subplot was so great in that. Aaron Eckhart underrated. Work oh, recently? so underrated. I mean, what happened? Two Face is my personal favorite Batman. He's villain. a great villain. Joker's yeah. the I mean, Joker's the flashy villain, and he's so good. Um, right. Whereas uh, the way I always thought about it was like uh, Joker's the opposite of Batman. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, Two Face is like a, a mirror image yeah. of Batman, he is dealing with a dual personality as well. Also, maybe not handling it quite as well, but arguably, maybe he's handling it better yeah. by not repressing and it, I, and just and being I, it. You I know? know, you brought this up when uh, Rises came out, and man, did they miss the mark on this! Not having when it when the judge turns out to be the scarecrow, I was like, how is that, that not Two Face? And I understand he supposedly died at the end. Bullshit. Yeah. Bring him back and have him be just a cameo as the. It oh would have God, that would have been perfect. It like you could have faked his death and just locked him away in Arkham, and the plot of the movie of, of Rises would have been the same because. The whole thing is that they lie. It was a cover up, so it doesn't matter that he died. Just that there was a big cover up, and that Batman and all your heroes lied to you. Yeah, so it would have worked just as well. And then when Arkham let out, and he was the judge, and you, oh, that would have been. Plus, if you're a fan of the animated series, you know he had that great third personality, the judge yeah, that came out right. in the show. Yes. It was so that's a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, I appreciate. I like I said. I you could tell by the way I was talking about begins that I know I'd have to defend why I didn't pick the Dark Knight because no, it is overall a superior movie and it's got a I mean that Ledger performance 
is one for the ages. Oh, yeah. I mean... I, and he raised the bar. I mean, he did... I, I, we I, haven't had a villain that good up until Thanos, maybe. Yeah, like, maybe. Uh, and I would... I mean, what's what's disappointing is he won the Oscar post, you know, posthumously, but mm -hmm. I think the only reason he did was because he had died, and I think mm -hmm. he probably deserved it regardless. I mean, it was a, an amazing... Honestly, you could have nominated a bunch of people in that movie for Oscars. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a great... It was, really it was really good. great film, but... Yeah, that begins. I agree. I understand where you're coming from on that one. I mean, the that's fact, what makes it a personal list. Where he uses the thing in the boot to attract the bats from year like, one. Straight from year one. <laughs> I remember. So I, I literally had to like lean over to my wife, who'd only been married like a year at the time. <laughs> she has since had to sit through countless comic book movies oh, with yeah. me. But I remember being like, "That's from year one." <laughs> she, uh, she's like, "Great." She like gave me that dismissive pat. Yeah. You know. At least you haven't made her read the comic books. I've actually done that to my wife. So I gave her the option. Like, they're available yeah. if she wants to read them. Yeah. I, I, I actually I, have I them on a bookshelf in my bedroom. I now. said, here's Watchmen. Read this. Read this or you're not cool. <laughs> this is gatekeeper, right. gatekeeper culture. I'm all excited. What's your number one? Let's do it. Well, it's funny that we just talked about posthumous actor, uh, people who died during the filming, because my number one oh, is 1993. Yeah. 1994, excuse me, The Crow. Uh -huh. um, this movie, I think, hands down the best comic book movie that came out in the wave that came after Batman 89. Because much like yeah, in I'll the wake of Iron Man, we got a glut of new superhero movies. In the wake of X-Men and Bat or in Spider-Man, we had a glut. After Batman 89, we had the same thing. And um, The Crow is... It's a movie very much of its time. Yeah. And it, it's a very personal pick for me. It was. It's just a movie that I have watched so many times and connected with on such a level when i watch it i think about what we lost when we lost brandon lee i think people think of the crow as this movie that's only remembered because brandon lee died during the filming i think had he not died we would remember it as his star making turn he's incredible in it he emotes he has some great he does i mean he kills it with the action but is like the way he performs the the hard edge, like being a badass stuff, but then the yeah. emotionally vulnerable stuff too. He he's he's all in on it, and yeah, it's it's yeah. a really impressive performance. And that's and that's an interesting take on it, because yeah, I mean, a lot of people that's all they remember about that movie, mm -hmm. and it's you know, like you don't remember. Actually, this is a very well adapted comic book movie, yeah. and like you said, there were a lot during that time period. A really crap. compelling revenge story. I mean, we yeah. talk about antiheroes now. I mean, the crow was that before yeah, there was, was. He was the Punisher. He was, he was the, yeah. you know, he's basically a spirit of vengeance. Well, like, the Punisher first. I mean, come on. And the best. Let's admit it. I'm gonna edit. <laughs> sorry, I gotta edit my list real quick here. Wars crutch out war zone. <laughs> sorry, Alexi Alexander. Please don't beat me up in real yeah, life. Like, that guy who, who uh, edited Terminator Two. <laughs> but um, I wanted to talk not only about Brandon Lee. Some of the casting in this is fucking incredible mm -hmm. michael wincott as top dollar as the yeah. villain i love him um he favorite like character one of my favorite character actors whenever he pops up i'm excited he's just such a sleazy guy he, nobody <laughs> plays a piece of shit like michael wincott man so good so well, he's good probably a decent guy in real life he but, plays a piece of yeah, shit yeah, though yeah. um and uh ernie hudson obviously ernie as hudson. the cop you know the cop but i gotta also shout out david patrick kelly uh he plays uh, T-Bird, he's the guy from the Warriors, and he's from Commando. He's oh, Sully in Commando. That's right. He's like the yeah. leader of the gang who actually does the crime and kills Eric yeah, and kills his yeah. wife. 
and then as he systematically works his way through the crew. But uh, I love that guy. Warriors, you know, the <laughs> clink, clink. I got bottles here. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Warriors, come out to play. Okay. Um, but uh, and I just, I, like I said, I think the story's really strong. It's a good revenge movie. It's a, a really, like I said, I think it's it would be memorable even if he hadn't died. I think it's good. Yeah. You, you know, I, I, if you take off that step, take a step well, back think, from that, totally is. especially this far out, removed those, from it. It's one of those superhero movies that it, like, what we were talking about movies that don't almost feel like superhero movies. It, it kind of almost was like a dark fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. It's really, like a, I mean, yeah. a lot of people probably didn't realize it was based on a comic book. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, I mean, absolutely. It was, uh, it was very, yeah, I, I can respect that thing. Honestly, I thought the crow was going to be your top 10. I didn't think it was gonna be number one. I couldn't help myself. I'm working my way through. I'm like, I completely forgot about it. And then when you started saying people died, I'm like, oh damn it! How did I see this coming? And gotta give a shout out to that ultra '90s soundtrack too. There's a super tight soundtrack for that movie. Got all your alt rock favorites making making an appearance. So I think that's it. I don't think I have anything else to say. Okay. The little game I always want to play is. We I, both? Do have, I do have one honorable oh, mention ooh, I know, I hear that it. did not get mentioned. Sure, let's hear it. An underrated comic book movie, Mystery Men. Is I couldn't remember if that was actually was. based on a it comic was, book. Yes. Okay, all right. It was, it was loosely based on a, in a comic book. Okay. Yeah, it was, uh, there's a movie that is weird and fucking bizarre. Had I had done a little more research and looked into that, I may have put that in my have, top ten. It's yeah. really funny. It was, it was way like ahead right of its time. Way ahead of its time. Oh, like yeah. you could make that movie now and kill it. I mean, a parody of a. Uh, I mean, that's, that's basically what yeah. Lego Batman and Ragnarok are both already doing. That Guardians yeah. was kind of doing it too. Like it was, it was Guardians before Guardians was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mystery Men's really solid. It's a, it's a fun. It's just a great fun. '90s cast too. Oh, like yeah. Hank Azaria and Janine Garofalo and Ben Stiller. Just yeah. William yeah. H. Mason see the shoveler <laughs> you shovel well you shovel better than any man i've ever known it's good and yeah uh, and uh kel yep kel <laughs> michael bay makes a cameo in there uh, yeah he's that. one of the guys he Wasn't tom waits in it too yeah tom yeah. waits has actual uh um, lines yeah has actual, like lines like a michael bay cameo he's too. when uh Guess who Frankenstein does his big meeting? Mm -hmm. uh, Michael Bay is one of the. He's in one of the gangs, like the gang of frat guys or something. Oh, okay. Like the sweaters on, yeah. he's in there. Anyway, but no, that's a great one. That is a great yeah. pick, a hundred percent. That's a really solid one. And like I said, if we were getting into non uh, superhero comics, well, yeah, and yeah. I had and you know different adaptations, there's so many I want to talk about. But like I said, there's enough that I can do another list yeah. and squeeze more content <laughs> out of this. Justin, hashtag content, Justin. <laughs> All right. Oh. So what all we right. what I always do is you have to take one pick from your list, any number, doesn't matter. Okay. And slot in a pick from my list in its place. And I'll do the same for you. So okay. let me give you a rundown a reminder right. of what my ten my top 10 yeah, was here ahead. just so yeah. you don't forget. Hey, so uh number 10 was oh crap, my notes. I'm I can't oh, find you know my... what? You know what? I already know what it's going to be. Oh, what was going to be? I was going to say I think I'm going to swap out Logan and Days of Future Past. Oh, you're going to swap out? I, I thought that or you might put Constantine on your list somewhere. Oh, yeah, Constantine too, but I, I just, yeah. I <laughs> Nothing mean, you want to swap out with that, though. <laughs> no, actually, um, let me think about this again. Okay, take a second. Take okay, a second. Yeah, right. yeah. It's uh, Punisher, Days, or uh, Constantine. You know what it is? Constantine. Flip-flop uh, the Hellboys. I'll swap out Batman 66 and Constantine because 
I forgot about Constantine, and I loved that movie, and I thought it was really solid. So I will swap. Out and yeah, the only thing that kept Batman '66 off my list was having three slots on my list that's be fair. Batman and movies, and that's part of the reason why I'm thinking yeah. that's the way I'm going to go. So yeah, I'll go Constantine and Batman. We'll swap those out. That's a good. That's good. All right, you need, uh, you need my top ten. Um, give me a quick rundown or my. Give me a right, refre- refresher. Uh, ten is uh, Batman, Rocketeer, Blade Two, Hellboy Two. Uh, Batman 89, well, that was on yours. Wonder mm. Woman, Spider-Man, Logan, Superman the movie, Dark Knight. I think where I'm at is I need to swap out Spider-Man 2 for Spider-Man. You're gonna swap that out? Yeah, yeah. I think the more you, you kind of sold me on it, like, it, it kind of sets the tone for that whole franchise. I do agree that the more I think about it, like, as much as I like Alfred Molina... I think it's a toss-up. I don't think he's strong enough to yeah. discount Defoe. No, no, You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um... It's like, I'm sick of Origins now, but I shouldn't let that hamper the fact that they do a really good origin. Uh, Cliff Robert, yeah. Cliff Robertson made me cry, man. He was, he was so yeah, good. He was, he was great. So, man. yeah, I think I would have to look, looking back, I would and probably plus, flop out. And like I said, at the same man, spot. Randy Savage. Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> Love that Bonesaw. That's so good. Yeah, I would say, Although, I don't like the way he um, makes a gay slur at Bonesaw. That's uh, not appropriate, yeah, Spider-Man. I'm not sorry. cool. I'm sorry. Not that's... cool. You're not woke, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking snowflakes. <I'm> <laughs> yeah, he's such a Marvel cuck. <laughs> no, but, uh, I mean, I would argue, I will say this. I think Bruce Campbell's cameo was the best in two. I think his cameo was the best. Yeah, that's yeah. where he's the usher, right? You yeah, won't let him in. That him. is a good one. That's really good. I did like him in the first one. He was actually one of names him, I guess. But yeah, I, yeah, I will argue that. But yeah, that's, oh, that, that, I could, I could see you switching that. You were always like, I know. It's like, it's like, I instantly have just, was just like, oh, Spider-Man 2, obviously. And then like, the more we talked about it, I was like, oh man, damn it. Spider-Man 1. Spider-Man, when, when Spider-Man came out. Mm-hmm. I went and saw in the theater, and when I came home, I had to call off work, and I just, just because I spent the rest of the afternoon talking to my buddy that I went to see it with, I was that, I nerded out that hard yeah. for Spider-Man. It was, so, like, I need to take that kind of thing into account, like, just because it's been so long ago, remember those you feelings. Remember you, like, yeah, it, brought, it was your Reeve Superman. It was, it's true, it is, or right, right up there with Batman 89, so it <laughs> needs to, it's due respect, so, yeah, I think that's a good pick. So um, this, I think this went pretty good. I think yeah, we had some good picks. Good. This was did, fun, uh, right? You had a good time. Yeah. Actually, I was surprised we didn't uh, cross over as many times, but we crossed over with same the franchises. Yeah, I like the way we flopped the franchise. That worked out well, though. We got to talk about more stuff. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Um, so um, thanks everybody for listening. You know, you can find me on Twitter at Hercules. Justin doesn't do the social medias, so if you want to ask him a question. Uh, tweet it to me. I will text him, and then in between changing diapers or whatever it is he does, he will get back to me. In, in all fairness, and my job, I'm actually very active in social media, but that's mm. as a yeah, <laughs> it's a whole different, <laughs> thing. different thing. The so. deep dives, deep yeah, dives. Yeah. Um, so uh, thank you for coming on, Justin. Hey, I wouldn't, I couldn't think of doing hey, a comic book episode doing this. five this times now. Yeah. Five Timers Club. That's right. That's Steve right. Martin will be here to give you your jacket soon. <laughs> Oh, wow, Mr. Steve Martin. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.